0: For the first time since the start of the pandemic, the Pacific region is forecast to see a return to economic growth this year and into the future. This is according to the World Bank's Pacific Economic Update report released this week for 11 countries in the region. It details policy measures Pacific Island governments should consider to accelerate their recovery, build sustainable investment, increase public sector efficiency and enhance climate adaptation. I spoke with the World Bank's lead economist and program leader for East Asia and the Pacific, David Gold, about some of their main findings.
1: What uh, this report attempts to do is first give you uh, an overview of the economic trends, uh, what are the global contexts that um, the Pacific Islands face and find themselves in in these days. And then it goes into a special topic, a, a deep dive, on uh, debt issues and fiscal issues in the Pacific
0: now we most of the most of the the general economic outlook and and standpoint our listeners are familiar with so I'm really interested in that that deep dive what is it that you found that we haven't heard about or talked about or seen in this space before
1: well um, I think one of the interesting things uh, that come out of this is that a lot of people know that they... Pacific is at high risk of, of debt distress. Maybe not, uh, but at least in the circles that I run in, there is a sense that, that there's a high risk of debt distress in the Pacific. And uh, they associate that with high debt to GDP levels, uh, which isn't necessarily the case. What is the case is that uh, there's very low debt carrying capacity for many of these countries. I and mean, what does that, what does that mean? Debt carrying capacity? It's the ability to uh, basically pay back debt. So if your revenues are volatile, uh, and certainly they are in the Pacific, because in the Pacific, countries are subject to all sorts of external shocks, whether it's natural disasters or even economic shocks that run through uh, imports, as we're seeing these days with the uh, Ukraine war. And the impact that it's having on on prices and imported prices of petrol in the region, uh, that's something that's going to affect the debt carrying capacity. Also, uh, which affects debt carrying capacity is the institutions that can manage the debt and whether or not they um, have enough people working behind the counters and the like uh, to be able to, to, to serve as debt. Then there's the fiscal revenues that countries can rely on. And that's often dependent on what type of industries they're in. So countries that are primarily reliant on tourism or fishing or depend upon external grants, oftentimes these resources or these sources of income are volatile. So uh, those volatility measures that uh, whether it's on uh, external shocks, income, uh, grant availability, all diminish the you know, ability to regularly service high debt. So you can have a country with uh, like Tuvalu with a very low debt-carrying capacity, uh, maybe just under 10% debt-to-GDP ratio, being considered um, high risk of debt distress. So uh, having high debt uh, could be associated with you know, uh, low risk of debt distress, Uh, as well as low debt being associated with low risk, uh, 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 high risk of debt distress. Um, You know, it's like, you know, two individuals. uh, One might have a a steady source of income because he works for a large firm uh, and uh, makes, you know, a million dollars a year and is able to easily, you know, take a loan out for $10,000 to buy a, a modest car. And then you have somebody that um, would like to take the same out, same loan out, $10,000, but, you know, is only making uh, $20,000 a year. And uh, the $20,000 a year is being made in this, um, you know, selling goods in the mar- marketplace, uh, which uh, may be subject to a lot of volatility of whether customers come, uh, whether or not it's rainy out. If it's rainy, then customers don't come. So that's kind of the situation that the Pacific Islands face in terms of, of debt sustainability and uh, debt risk. It's not necessarily the size of the debt.
0: In terms of turning to the advice sort of coming out of this report for Pacific countries, um, uh, other than the obviously the ones you've already included in your previous answer, what, what are some of the other um, pieces of advice that um, you're giving to Pacific countries off the back of this report?
1: You know, I think that's the bottom line of the report: is what can countries do given, you know, high levels of de- debt distress, um, risk of debt distress, and what can um, we, as the World Bank, support them in, in pursuing? Our main findings are that, first of all, you know, unwind the support that was given during COVID. Obviously, do it in a way that's responsible. And manageable not too quickly. Uh, They are, all the the countries in the Pacific this year are expected to grow, uh, which is something I should have mentioned earlier, but they're all expected to grow and begin recovery. But unwinding these uh, support measures that were in place during COVID lockdowns. uh, Secondly, spend the current envelope that you have more efficiently. So um, targeting uh, particular groups of individuals with support rather than general support for the entire economy can be very helpful. Rather than subsidizing uh, fuel or energy or water, uh, which tend to not be um, uh, targeted to the poor segments of society, uh, give cash transfers to those that need it. That has two benefits. Number one, you're helping the poor directly and number 2 you're not distorting prices so you uh, you you uh, give the incentive through the price signaling mechanism to consume more of those things that are less expensive and consume less of those things that are high, high more uh, more expensive um consume less of the more expensive and uh, more of the lower expensive goods so those are the the key areas that uh, we recommend